I'm Joe Malerba, and this is The Morning Brew, back by popular demand or because the guest I really wanted bailed out on me last time. No, I'm just kidding, kidding. This guy, artist, actor, performer, exotic dancer, social media extraordinaire, and lover of all things coffee, puppies, and loose-fitting pajamas. I give you Mr. Julian Fernandez. Who calls you Mr. Julian Fernandez? You would be surprised, you know, it does catch me off guard that I, because in my mind, I'm still a child and being called Mr. or Sir just really throws me off. Funny you should say that. I think about that all the time. I'm a, I'm a father of three um, and two of which are like, well, one's in there is 21. It's crazy. You can, I can go drinking with my child. It's like <laughs> insane. But I, I still think of myself as like that young kid that doesn't know a lot about a lot and it, it's just weird i guess that's that's a good state of mind to have so it really is i mean i was not to like i was watching this um tiktok and it was an interview with this 97 year old woman and she's just by herself on the beach in her bathing suit walking around soaking in the sun free spirit and they ask her like how old are you she says i'm 97 but i feel 26. And I just that's that just seems like the secret to growing old is never losing that youth in you. Yeah. I, I that is that I agree. No, you you should never, you know, we 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 harp on that number, you know, and it as cliche as it sounds, it really is just a number. So yeah, definitely. So Mr. Julian Fernandez, do you know by the way the origin of your surname Fernandez? Do you Fernandez? Know? I know it's Spanish. Um, I've gone into like meaning and like all of the, um, like Latin roots and stuff, but, um, it was, it supposedly means wealth or something like that. I'm not sure. You are you correct. It does. We did our research. Shelly did her research here. Our research Love analyst. That. Fernandez is of Spanish descent. It has Spanish roots, meaning son of Fernando. Uh, that's how these names came about. Um, it means strength, power, and wealth. It also has a German origin, i.e. Ferdinand, like Ferdinand the Great. Um, and it has Portuguese roots, pronounced Fernandish or Fernand Fernandish. My my wife is Portuguese, so the entire side of that family right now is cringing as I just <laughs> as I just botched that name up. But um, it's not a rare last name. In fact, it is the 145th most common name in the world so but but not wow, yeah that's crazy so, did you know my birthday is also like one of the most common birthdays in the world oh when's your birthday i should know july this. Oh, 7th july seven, seven. oh seven seven nice but yeah my sister she just had her baby and she was looking up like all the baby statistics and the most common birthday is july 7th which is crazy to me because I feel like I've never met anybody with that birthday. My mother at the ripe old age of 88 is July 4th. She's a July 4th oh, baby. I love that. The fireworks yeah. were for her. <laughs> she's, a, she's a Yankee doodle baby. Um, So yeah. So 141st most popular or most common name. Do you know the most common surname? What is the most common surname? Hmm. I want to guess it's like Parker or like something 
Um, well, yeah, I mean, you're uh, like people always say, like, you know, Smith, Jones, Smith, yeah. is, is Smith is the most common name here in the U.S., as well as Australia and Great Britain. But the most popular name in the world, I didn't know this one, but um, the most popular name in the world is Wang, meaning, wow. yeah, Wang, meaning king. There are about 93 million people in China that have the last name Wang. And it dates back to like the, I don't know, like the Shang or Tzu dynasty. Don't write into me if I don't know the dynasty, but it's thousands of years old. It's Wang. Wow, Wang. So there you are. There's your, you know, there's your little tidbit My for the day. Of the day. There you go. So we we have to learn. If we're not learning, we're not living and breathing, right? So exactly. And Julian's drinking his coffee. I know this is a podcast, but he's drinking <laughs> his coffee. I have to. Um, morning brew. Yeah, it's a beautiful yellow mug. It's bright. It's sunshiny. It says, be happy. Oh, <laughs> you know what? You are happy. So um, it's a choice. It is a choice. So we're going to jump right into this, Julian. You know that it's the hot seat. Um, we have some things we need to catch up on in your life. And you have um, a new man in your life. I do. <laughs> I do. And he's with me right now. He's right here. Yep. Um, this is Frankie. He's my wiener dog. And he is my saving grace right now. Yeah. He's he's an he's my emotional support animal. But um, so here's the tea. He this is the dog that me and my ex got together. Um we've been Didn't broken up. For, yeah, we've been broken up for about a year now and recently we've reconnected and had a conversation about possibly co-parenting Frankie so he lives in LA I live up here in the bay and we kind of found a way to like do like a month-to-month bi-monthly schedule or just like whatever works for the both of us and him Frankie to kind of like allow him to be both in, to be in both of our lives and have you found that having Frankie with you it not only helps you, but it's helping Frankie too? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, he's he's become so attached and needy to me, but it's kind of my fault. I give him a lot of love and affection. <laughs> a future sign of you know, should Julian decide to go down the road of parenting, and that's a whole ah! other episode. Right? <laughs> yep. Let's let's Stay talk there. about that. Save it for another day. Right. Um, so yeah, Frankie is adorable, by the way, as Julian mentioned, uh, he's a wiener dog and I had two ways to go about that. And when we were writing up the, the, uh, synopsis for the show, someone had said, you might want to say to Julian, so I hear you have a new wiener in your life, but I said, <laughs> we're not, we're not going to go there, but Frankie, Frankie <laughs> is adorbs. He's adorable. Um, so you recently did some traveling, uh, you went to Mexico city. To Mexico City, yes, and that was one of the such a it was such an experience, like very eye opening and a lot of culture shock. I mean, I'd I'd been to other countries before, but like, um, just being in that city after hearing like everybody else's like input on it, because I've I've heard a lot of things about Mexico before I went. I heard how dangerous it is, how like bad it it could be, and how dirty it is. And um, I just, I kept my expectations open. I had no expectations. 
And I went and it was one of the most beautiful cities I've ever been to. Full of so much love. Like Joe, you would not like every corner. There's a couple just like hugging, kissing and holding flowers. And just like the streets are covered in art and there's so much character and history everywhere and so much nature and beauty. Such a beautiful place. Were you getting like cocoa vibes over there? Like, did you? Did I was. You, yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> it, it's very European there, which like the Spanish influence, of course, but very European in the city, which yeah. was interesting to me. I, I'm trying to think. I've I've been in a lot of places, but I don't think I've ever traveled to Mexico City. So I have to add oh that God, to my. You need to, and it's so cheap. List. It was so cheap. <laughs> That's the best part. Yeah, I went yeah. with um, two of my friends. And none of us speak a word of Spanish. None of us have ever been. None of us know, knew anything about Mexico City except for what we saw on TikTok. And we kind of just like threw ourselves in there. And we did fine. Like no harm, nothing, nothing bad happened. Actually. <laughs> uh, hello, something, <laughs> so, something very traumatic happened while you yeah, were there. Yeah, actually. I got my phone stolen. Luckily, it was like we were safe. Nothing violent, nothing dangerous came from it. It was just a simple like pickpocket situation, um, which I'm grateful for because at the end of the day, it could have been worse. Um, but I got my phone stolen on my second day being there. And it was kind of my fault because I kind of like, wasn't necessarily paying as much attention as I should have. Um, but it was, I was devastated for like probably the first three hours of it happening just because like I was scared. I didn't know what to do. I was in another country. I didn't have my phone, couldn't contact whoever. And then after like the third hour, I kind of just stopped caring. Because I crazy? kept telling myself, it is, because I kept telling myself, I'm like, oh, I lost all my photos because I didn't have anything backed up. I lost everything from the past five years of my life. Um, and I just kept telling myself, I'm like, oh, those are gone. The memories are gone. And then I caught myself and I'm like, no, they're not. Because I can remember each one. I put myself in each of those memories. I still have them all up here. It's just a phone. They're just photos. More memories will be made. I was in the process of making memories right then in that trip. So I'm not going to throw myself a pity party about losing my phone when I'm in one of the most beautiful places I've seen, you know? You shared that story on your platform and I was, I guess I was, you know, multitasking as usual and I stopped, I froze and I had to like play it back again. And I'm like, what? Because that to me, Julian, that is like my worst fear and, and for many reasons, because my entire life is on that phone. Like that phone tells me where to go. And as you said, pictures, memories, all that stuff. Yeah. But like I I've gotten in the car sometimes and I could be two blocks from my house and grab from my pocket and realize that my phone is not in my pocket and make a complete U-turn and go back and get that phone. We have become so attached to this device and I, and I say that because it's one thing, you know, you are in an, in another country. Um, if I were on my commuter train going into the city and realized I didn't have it, legit full-on panic attack. I, I know I would. But you talk a lot about, 
you know, from that experience or a part of that experience of not having it being more reflective of staying off what people call that digital crack, you know, our phone. And it, and, and it sort of just like released you, you felt this sort of like feeling of like freedom. Freedom. And it really did feel that way. Cause I mean, Joe, losing my phone was my biggest fear too, until it happened. Because like, like you said, my life is on that phone. I rely on that phone for everything. I, my job is on that phone. Um, but then it happened to me and it wasn't all that, you know, like I'd put all this fear and anxiety in this concept of losing my phone and then it happens and then big whoop, you know, I get a new one. Yeah. Um, so did you get a new one? Did you get a new one there or when you got back? No, I waited. I, 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 uh, finished the trip out without a phone and then, uh, got one when I got back actually crazy fucking story. So I drove into, we flew into LA and I had to drive from LA back home to the Bay after my flight. And I decided to drive at 11 PM right after I got off my flight back home and I didn't have a phone. So I've done the drive hundreds of times. So I was confident in knowing that I can make it and like know my way. I missed one exit and I was lost. The six hour drive took me nine hours <laughs> because I just didn't know where I was. And I tried to stop on the side of the road and ask for like somebody's phone. And they literally told me no. <laughs> so that bruised my confidence. Um, well, that's sad. I, I, I often wonder sometimes like if, if I am on the train or anywhere and I'm, I don't have my phone and, and I've had a couple of situations like that before. And yeah, your, your instinct is to say to the person next to you or across from you, like, Hey, I don't have my phone. Like, can I use your phone? And I'm, I'm going to say that maybe like eight times out of 10, you're going to get somebody who's going to say, sure, you know, here, you can use my phone, you know, but then you get that one rotten apple that's like, no, it, it, it's the world we live in. But so so we do become very reliant on these devices for a lot of things. You know, as you mentioned, you know, directions, you know, uh, communicate communication. Of course, that's what it's there for. But um, but I, I've done this, you know, during covid when we were all home and we couldn't go anywhere we, as a family, as many families out there, we became much closer and really got to know one another on a whole different level. And I say that because I've talked about this on the podcast before and on my radio show, I said, you know, so many good things came out of that pandemic, although so many horrible things came out of it. But for me, one of the things I felt was that it, it just put a pause on life. Like everything stopped for a moment. And after you realized that you were not running on that treadmill every day, you weren't running the rat race of life and got to go here and there and we got to be here. We were just, we stayed put and we had no other choice. And so you really started to reflect on who you were, your purpose, your meaning in life, your worth, all that, all that good stuff. But as a, as a family, we got, you know, closer. And one of the things we did one day was I said to them, hey, you know, I just read this article about, you know, connecting more with your family, connecting more with yourself and your environment. And it said to take your digital devices, your phones, put them in a box, 
and put them up in a closet somewhere and spend the entire day without your phone. And my family looked at me like I had three heads. Like they were uh-huh. like, are you kidding me? We can't do this. I said, come on, we're, we're home anyway. We're going to go out. It's a gorgeous day. We're going to go for a walk. We're just going to enjoy life and let's enjoy life without any distractions. Right. And, you know, okay, so five of us in the house, maybe, you know, three out of five complied with that. And we did it. I did it. And it was, as you said, it was very liberating. Yeah. I mean, to like, to be oblivious of what, like, to not have what's going on, not in front of you, in front of you, if that makes sense. To It really forces you to be in the moment, basically, is what I'm trying to say. It forces you to be present because there's nothing else really like grabbing your attention, you know? Totally. Okay. Let's talk about your tattoos. You have some incredible tattoos. If, if for you. those who did not what t- tell everyone what you are, where they can find you on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram. It's my name, Julian Fernandez 29. And you can okay. see all my tattoos. <laughs> Most and of them. Most of them. That's right. <laughs> All the others you have to pay for. Right. Um, and uh, so you have some incredible tattoos. Uh, this is coming from someone who does not have any tattoos. You don't on have my... a single tattoo, Joe? I don't have a tattoo. But you know what? That's what makes you and I very yin and yang, you know? Sun and moon. Yeah, day and night. So we, you know, we, we have, although we have so many things in common, Sometimes we don't. And, you know, I'm not ruling it out at, at 50 years old. There's still time for me to get a tattoo, but of course I don't have one. Uh, but some of those tattoos that you display look very familiar because they actually are. They're your artwork, right? Mm-hmm. Tell us so about that. One of my favorite things to do, like with, well, I love getting tattoos, but I love being able to collaborate with the artist because I don't necessarily just like want to show my artist a picture be like this is what I want give me the exactly this I want to one of my favorite parts about a tattoo is being able to sit down and really capture what this piece means to me so I'll usually sketch out ideas designs and um I'll give it to an artist the artist who's doing my tattoo and allow them to put their style on it because obviously I trust this artist's style because I went to them in the first place for my tattoo. I trust their creative vision. So I give them their creative freedom to kind of like to add input to mine. And then we collaborate and create a piece that lasts forever. And it certainly does. And they're, they're absolutely beautiful. I mean, one of the things I like is again, going about our day and we're on social media, Instagram, TikTok, what have you. And you're you're working on something. You know, you find time, you find that moment of inspiration, as you said. You've said this before on the podcast that it, you know, you don't you you try not to manufacture it or force yourself to be uh, constantly generating ideas and creativity. But when that creativity hits, you put pen to paper, no pun intended, um, and you do it. You you go out and you know you create this beautiful work. Um, you've got one that's sitting right behind you over your shoulder. Oh, there's it's, a bot. Oh, yeah. This, <laughs> this one right here is new for me. The crab. It's like looks like a crab. Yeah, my cancer yeah. sign. Yeah. 
So they're, they're absolutely gorgeous. And um, yeah. So, you know, if, if that's your thing, if tattoos are your thing now, are you going to, um, so, so let me ask you if somebody wanted to replicate one of your designs on their body, are you like, are they copyrighted or do they? No, copyright? God, no, it's art. I mean, I actually have had people recently, um, they've been contacting me and being like, Hey, like, I really like this piece. Like, can I get it tatted, tatted? And I'm like, yeah, of course. But like, I have one condition. You have to send me a picture. And um, I've had people actually get my art tattooed, people who are close to me and people who I don't know at all. And it is such uh, I don't know how to describe the feeling, but seeing my art like on somebody forever is crazy. Um, I've also had people reach out and like ask me to design them specific pieces, which I really enjoy doing. It's really fun to create like individual designs for the people, you know? You can catch all of this, by the way, on Julian Fernandez Instagram. It's Julian Fernandez 29. And he's got his artwork there. But I think I, you also have an art I have an art account. I do have an art account. You and do. it's linked on that. Yeah. Okay. It's so kind of it's not very organized or anything. I kind of just throw whatever on there. Just just the way you are, right? I mean, when it hits, exactly. you, it's throw it out there. <laughs> Chaotic and all over the place. Love it. I absolutely love it. Um, so we're gonna I, I've got to tell you about this test that I found online. And I thought of you because you've got Frankie, right? You got your baby Frankie over there. Yeah. And it's called, and you like to go out and you like to hang out with your friends and have a few drinks. And it's called the two beers and a puppy test, two beers and a puppy. Okay. Think about this for a minute. Not as wacky as it sounds. It's more <laughs> of a, it's more of a metaphor. So it's, it's from the book, uh, works well with others, uh, by Ross McMahon. And it says, um, pick a person in your life, a friend, a coworker, a cousin, and ask yourself two questions. Would I drink two beers with this person? And would I allow this person to look after my puppy for a weekend? Oh, <clears throat> okay. So here's how the results work out. So mm -hmm. uh, some people are no and no, and these people are to be avoided at all costs. So if you don't, if you're not going to sit and drink with these people and watch and let them watch your puppy, then you got to stay far away from them. Yeah. Ticks the boxes. Okay, so you got that, and then you've got uh, some people are yes and no. Yes, having a couple of beers, but no to the puppy. These people are to be cautiously trusted. Some people are a no and a yes. Okay, no to the beers, yes to the puppy. So you got to, you know, be careful with those people. They aren't much fun, but they make a world, they make the world a better place, especially for puppies. So, yeah. you, you, you know, you'd have a beer. You wouldn't have a beer with them because they're not fun. Um, but you'd let them watch your puppy for the weekend. I feel, I feel like the wheels are turning in your head because as I'm reading, I'm thinking about every person in my life, right? You're, you're compartmentalizing these people, including maybe me, you know? Um, <laughs> um, and then there are the no to the beers. I said no to the, right. Yes to the puppy. We did that one. And then there are some people who are yes. Yes. I like this one. These are wonderful people. And your life is better for knowing them. You you seek them out. You collaborate with them. And you enjoy their company. You also strive to be that person yourself. And that's that two beers and a puppy person. What are your yeah. thoughts on that? 
I'm going to be applying that to every single person in my life. <laughs> every time I see somebody, I'm going to think, hmm, would I have two beers with you? Maybe. Would I let you watch my puppy? Maybe. Right. I hope I hope that I am a I hope I fit the criteria for two beers and a puppy. So you know, I I would definitely get a beer with you, and you seem very fit to watch Frankie. He just requires a lot of love and affection. My daughter would love Frankie. My <laughs> daughter good. has been selling me. I said, you know, when I when I train salespeople in our business, radio, TV, advertising. I said, think, go back to the days when you were a kid, because when you were a kid, you were able to convince your parents to get you whatever you wanted just by being who you were. Don't overthink it. Just be who you are. When you want something bad enough, you can sell somebody to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, but for me, the answer has still been, no, we're not getting a dog. Uh, <laughs> Because right now we have some really busy, we got busy lives, and I don't want to yeah. leave that poor dog by itself, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, not to like push or anything, but like there's older dogs that are really easy and need homes and love. Um, and they're super self sufficient. <laughs> That's true. I, I mean, I you know we we've we've seen both. My my sister in law's got the cute little puppy and the older dog and. Older, older oh, dogs. So much. Yeah. Old dogs need love too. In fact, I might get a hoodie that says old dogs need love too. Old dogs. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like an old dog. Hey, listen, you know, as we said before, age is a state of mind, but you know, some mornings you may wake up and feel like you're, you know, an 80 year old man. And sometimes you feel like you're a 15 year old dude, whatever. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Weird, but true. I'm going to go here. All right. Listen to these right out of the minds of weird but true. Number one, though often a pleasant smell to humans, the smell of freshly cut grass is actually a plant's way of letting out a cry for help. Did you know wow. this? Wow. Interesting. Julian's like, I am never going to cut the grass. I'm again. staring at cut grass right now. I'm like, yeah. that poor grass. It was crying. <laughs> it was telling you not to cut it. Cool. Number two, researchers at Oxford University found that people who own dogs sleep better at night and get sick less often. Tell me why I've been getting the best sleep of my life with Frankie. Hello, Frankie. Right. And, you, and, and have you and physically have you been feeling well? Yeah, I have actually. Like I've weirdly, like I've been going through like a lot, but recently more than ever, I'm like starting to feel more like myself and like back to me. Excellent. All right. Yay for Frankie. I love these statistics. <laughs> uh, number three, a person's scent can influence our attraction to them more than the way they look. I 100% agree with that. Yeah, I, but there's I think, been a lot of articles about that lately, like scent and pheromones. and Yeah, just like natural. I think it's like our animalistic instinct that kicks in. Yeah. Yeah. We, we'd, we'd rather... We so when when meeting someone or you know getting together with somebody we we'd want to sniff them first before we right <laughs> I mean like I them. there's been times where like I've like smelt somebody and have been like slightly addicted to the scent um but that just came from infatuation 
Yeah, I mean, listen, it's you know, scent is you know, this our sense of smell is is one that is very heightened, and certainly that you know, um, it would be one of the first things that we would be motive, you know, moved to or attracted to is someone's smell. I know yeah. when, when we would have like people coming into the radio station for interviews, celebrities, Ed Sheeran or uh, Sean Mendez. I think I mentioned this on the on the podcast once before. We had Sean Mendez in the building, and um, you know, of course, guys and girls go gaga over Sean. And, and, oh, how was he? Was he a great interview? Was he polite? You know, was he a nice person? Yeah. And then people will ask, what did he smell like? like <laughs> right. I mean, it's just where we go, you know? Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a human instinct, I guess. And yeah, then it's a little creepy. It, it sounds a little, a little creepy. Yeah. I mean, he, he, by the way, just for the record, for those listening, he did smell good. I mean, he was wearing a nice cologne. Um, <laughs> Some celebrities that come into the building don't smell as pleasurable. Um, but again, it all depends on what you think is a good scent or not. Right. So we'll we'll leave it right there. And number four, in Norway, people use the word Texas as a slang word for crazy. So it doesn't that refer to sense. yeah, doesn't refer to a person's um uh, a person, rather a chaotic atmosphere or situation. So you'd be like, Wow, that party was like totally Texas. Oh, okay. I like that. Wait, I'm going to use that. <laughs> I thought you would. Yeah, that's good. So, and then um and then finally just some closing thoughts um which I'm going to have you I'm I'm I know you we we and I talked about this before, but there's something that I want to share with our audience, but before we do that, let me just give the final thoughts here. Today, it's about forgiveness. Forgive anyone who has caused you pain or harm. Keep in mind that forgiving is not for others. It's for you. Forgiving is not forgetting. It's remembering without anger. I love that. It's about letting go and allowing your mind, your body, and your soul to heal. Forgiveness opens up a new pathway to peace where you can move forward and continue to work on yourself. That's beautiful. Amen. For yourself fully. And in doing so, sometimes we need to be alone. Talk about that for a little bit. It's okay to be alone, right, Julian? There's there's being alone and there's being lonely. And the fine line is your mentality. So being being alone is the physical nobody being around but being lonely is that that crave you have for other people's attention it's i always tell people get to know yourself get in your head and make it a nice place to be because at the end of the day that's the only place you're gonna be left um sorry brain fart <laughs> Oh, I, thought, um, I thought you were getting emotional. No, no, I had a my, my <laughs> lost my train of thought. That'd be good acting. That would have been that would have been really good. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna say that this was a dramatic pause for sure. Yeah, definitely. I'll pretend like I'm crying. But but I I like that being being alone and being lonely two different things. Um, and because again, it goes back to what we said earlier about our cellular phones, our mobile devices that are always connected and running and going. Same thing, you know, put the phone away, turn off the lights, turn off the, the TV, the distractions, sit in a room 
in the dark or, you know, in the light, whatever you prefer. Some people are afraid to sit in the dark. It's okay. But just be alone. Be alone with your thoughts. And and just no no noise, no sound. It's it it does wonders for mind, body, and soul. Once you're good on your own, there's nothing that anybody can necessarily take away from you because you're so self-sufficient. You've got yourself so that any anybody that comes into your life is only an addition or anything, not just anyone. So it's kind of just filling your own cup until it's full. I like that. But also remembering that there's no such thing as 110%. This is very true. You know, I mean, I, again, we, we, we tend, we, we humans, you know, these smelly humans we were talking about that all have these like lovely original scents. Um, <laughs> we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And I think more now more than ever, because we are exposed to so much more and we, we see it, we feel it. Um, I, I was making this analogy to a friend years ago when you had none of this stuff in front of you. No, no, no information, no photos, videos, what have you. You would hear a story about a guy or a gal miles away who died. You, maybe you knew them or you a friend of a friend and they'd say, you know, hey, did you hear that, you know, Mrs. Thompson passed away? And I and you'd say, oh, that's just that's terrible. I feel so sorry for her family. And, you know, she was such a sweet lady. But now you have more of an investment in Mrs. Thompson because you're friends with her on social media and you've got pictures of her and videos of her. So when you hear, not to go in this very dark place, but this is an example of it, when you find out that someone died, whether suddenly, tragically, overdose, what have you, these are all realities of life. We as humans now have this curiosity to look at their profile pictures and go back and look at videos. And we become so much more invested in something that years ago, we wouldn't have had any of that. And so we, we obsess over it. And, and that's just one example of, of the, you know, obsessive compulsive nature of humans now is to, we have all this access to things. We, we can know more about somebody than we ever wanted to know or might have never wanted to know. Yeah. That's crazy. Deep, deep stuff. So, but yeah. um, as always, Julian, I could talk to you forever. Um, we want you back. I mean, I'll the, be the, back. The audience feedback wants you back. So that's great. Um, of course, you can always hear the morning brew with yours truly. And whenever I can grab Julian on his busy schedule, on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google uh, Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So before I close out the show, I've been practicing this. Let me just let me just get some water. Gotta get my ready. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Now we don't have to take our clothes <laughs> off. Have a good time. Ooh, we can we go to party oh. all night. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
You you said and drink some Bud Light. I mean, I and lost drink it. Some Bud Light. <laughs> I lost it. You know, but it's it's really it's for those who know. If you know, you know. And drink some cherry wine. I'm like, man, yeah. that sounds good. It's the country version. We got, dude. You you, you found something. You you. <laughs> that's a diamond in the rough. We yeah. if I, if I'm driving down I-95 and I hear. You know, Luke Combs or, you know, uh, whomever, um, Jelly Roll singing. I love Jelly Roll. In fact, I, I'd love a Jelly Roll, but um, oh my God, that song is going to be a hit. Someone's going to, you know, grab after it. hearing that little snippet from you, Joe, I think you need to record it. I think the next podcast needs to be a studio session. I'll, I'll get, I'll get my buddy Mike with the acoustic guitar and we'll, <laughs> we'll do it. We yeah. don't. Wait, I'll bring wanted, my fiddle. You wanted it lower. I can't yeah, do lower. I lower octave. <laughs> it's the coffee. We don't have to take our bows off. Woo. Yeah, wait, wait. that was good. good. Stuff, man. <laughs> this ain't Texas. This ain't crazy. I'll tell you that. Texas. Woo. Now, now we're having fun. Yeah. Julian Fernandez, thank you so much, my friend. You can catch him all over social media. Always a pleasure to have you. We love you. I love you. They love you. Pleasure to be here. I love you and everyone listening. I'm Joe Malerba. Can you say it together? And this well, is... This is The Morning, the morning Brew. brew. Yeah, single hand clap. <laughs>